You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey, Zach Ruley, and Parker Biggs here. A lot to discuss today. Crazy Week 5 in the Big 12 and in the college football world uh, with 10 top 25 teams going down. Uh, coaching carousel keeps ramping up. And we got some Week 6 picks to make. Maybe Ruley and I will do better this week. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, – I think we all know where we're going to start here with the with the Sooners uh, falling 55-24 to TCU. And a game that honestly could have been way worse than that. TCU could have scored 80 points if they wanted to on the Sooners. Probably, I would say, the most embarrassing OU loss I can remember. Like, it's not particularly close. That came to mind, by the way, during the game. I was like, I hope they don't score 80. Well, did like, you I see hope this TCU, doesn't keep going. Did you see when TCU tweeted, like, who's going to get to 62 first, TCU or, or Aaron Judge? Right, yeah. It's like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I had a wedding to get to that I was in on Saturday. So I was forced to leave on leave for the second half and didn't, I listened on the radio on the way to the, to the hotel. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't even know really. I just want to get your thoughts from a, from an outside perspective on the game. It was fucking awesome. What do you mean? What are my thoughts? I thought it was awesome. Um, TCU. Like, I don't know if they're like that good or is OU just, Somebody texted me and said, like, you can make an argument, oh, he's the worst team in the conference, which I don't think that's true. I think that's a little harsh. But if you look at the records, I mean. Right uh, now, I would say. Like it's in West Virginia. No, I would say right now, OU, just body of work to date, is one of the two worst teams in the Big 12. Now, I don't know if they'll finish that way, but. They, don't like they gave up 668 yards of total yeah. offense. That's they made freaking Max Duggan look like here's, a contender. Here's the worst part for OU fans, or one of the worst part, not the worst part, about Max Duggan. He wasn't even their fucking choice to be the quarterback at the I beginning know. of the year. He, yeah. This is the backup that did that. Like yeah. I thought, I thought Venables. I didn't think he'd come in and turn miracle work this defense right off the bat. But that's embarrassing for a guy that. Um, heralds himself as a defensive guy. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting. <clears throat> Ted Ted Roof's getting some of the blame. Ted Roof doesn't call the defensive signals. That's not him. He does I call could, the defensive signals. He does. He, do, he calls. He does. Players. But I mean, he's it's it's Venables' defense. Like, yeah. like he's just the okay, mouthpiece for Venables. Like I think that Venables. Like I would I would assume that once that game got ugly, Venables <laughs> might have might have started. I think I actually noticed that too. So like, like, he like pretty locked. It reminds me of when Gundy would not even watch because like Venables was doing it Saturday. I saw him. He was talking to the defense while the offense is trying to score points. Like mm-hmm. it, when, Gundy, when Gundy would only like coach the offense, like I think it was bad for OSU. And then eventually he got to a point where he's like, I got to hire someone. I'm not saying Venables needs to fire Ted Roof or hire an actual D coordinator, but like I, I don't all these things we heard. And then like Nebraska obviously is not near as good as we thought they'd be. So maybe that was a little bit of false hope for Sooner fans. I didn't think it would be um, what it was Saturday. I didn't think we'd see that at all this year. They gave yeah, up Nebraska- 360 yards on the ground, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They So they OU gave up plays of 73 yards, 67 yards, 62 yards, 
and 69 yards. And I feel like two or three of those were in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. that was that first quarter was the worst quarter. They got blitzed. Arguably. I've never seen OU get just like blitzed yeah. like that. And when they and do, it was, normally it feels like they come back. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like the difference between one Nebraska, like you said, is clearly not very good. But there's something different. Something happened between now and the Nebraska game. Um, I don't know what it is, but the defense looked completely lost out there. I, mean, I thought they're playing thought, basic coverage, like cover I three, thought, and they're not. I thought Schmitty was going to make these boys hard again. What the, what happened? Schmitty gave up fifty five. Schmitty and BVV. Yeah, I would say there's a lot we could talk to more about the uh, more about the total team, but the defense specifically. I hope optimistically thinking BV's defense is just some complex coverage and scheme and everything. That's what but there were is, right? six like wide open busted coverage, no one within 20 yards. And Dude, that's they had like a little munchkin fullback go for like a 70 yard yeah. catch. <laughs> they were I don't care. wide like, open no all day. You know yeah. who's not very good though? Who? Justin Broyles. Woody Washington and Justin Broyles aren't very good. Those are both. See, I don't think Woody Washington that Woody Washington looks. They're not horrible. the problem. They're not the problem. No, I don't. Like, Justin you know Broyles. I mean? like, there's a lot of problems. Woody Washington, yeah, was look that was a bad, bad game. Yeah, I mean, and he's a guy that I think OU fans look at as one of the more talented defensive players out there. Uh, he was bad. Which I've never Jane understood. I th- horrible. I think he's. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's like ever been this world beater that some OU fans claim he is. I think he I would agree with that. Like I think, I think he he's good, down. but he is good. In course, such no, a hard spot no. in college, right? Like you get beat one play yeah. and then you make a play the next. He was bad, so many that PI was... calls too. Like our corners yeah, were really embarrassed. Oh, you had seven penalties for 80 yards. So in the in yeah. compared and you're saying like, yeah, maybe that's not that much. TC only had four. So in a game where you got your ass kicked, you were also undisciplined. Um, what you guys, both of you, in my mind, Dylan Gabriel is not a world beater, but he's also not. And I meant to talk about this too after the case state game. When he's on, he's he's really good. He throws a pretty good deep ball, but when he misses, man, it's not even fucking close. No. Mm-hmm. The ball is nowhere near the receiver. Like they're bad misses. Overthrows so yeah, specifically. Yes, yeah, he hadn't turned it over a, a bunch, but he I overthrows over everyone. <laughs> he overthrew Drake Stoops, like right. with, which is easier to do than um, one of those taller receivers. But like it wasn't even close. Didn't even give the guy a chance. Yeah, he's he's like you said, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's got really nice touch on his deep ball, but like just intermediate routes, like something's off with his with his. I don't know. It's not when you're used to Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen. Welcome Hurts, to the real see, world. And you see this yep. guy shot out. It's, but it's a what do you think the difference is? Because he hasn't been that talent. quarterback. It's just talent. It's just talent. Yeah, he's playing against good. He's playing against good teams i i kind of i don't know if i like necessarily called it but in my i i was always thinking as soon as they got him it's like well you're gonna get a central florida quarterback like central florida plays navy and tulsa and all these well tulsa's got good defense but they play american athletic conference talent and like people can give the big 12 shit all they want but the athletes are a hell of a lot better than the american athletic conference like that's the way it is so him struggling is not a shock to me he's also not very big yeah so those other guys like Kyler, not that big. He's really fucking fast, though. Crazy yeah. good arm talent for a guy that size. Like it feels like Gabriel, when pressure gets in his face, he like panics. I I true. I'm not just saying he can't see. I played quarterback. No, it looks like no, that's what it looks like. You can't see. Yeah, like, you can't see if you're that small. Like Kyler, that's why he runs around and gets out of the pocket. 
Gabriel's not as fast as Murray, or I don't even think he's as fast as Baker. He can't see when they blitz. He's yeah. he's and Ouy's offensive line is also bad, so he's got pressure in his face. Did like. they lose um, Morris this week? Wanya Morris. Is is probably, they lost Wanya Morris. They lost uh, Andrew Rame went down too on the offensive mm. line. Morris is long is going to be out. I think I would be shocked if he plays this week. Um, and Harrison, both of our tackles got injured and are one of our guards. So I don't know if any of them are, I would assume Morris won't play. Harrison's, I think, was like a repeat injury from earlier in the year. So maybe he'll be able to play. Um, I don't know. And then I'm not sure about this. That's the thing. OU, the game was over like early second quarter and then the injury started piling on. So it was like, yeah, wow. So this game's over out of hand. And then on top of it, you lose Billy Bowman. You lose Eric Gray, who I think it sounds like he'll probably play this week. Um, you lose uh, Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel, obviously. Do you um, think he's for sure out? I don't think. I don't sure think out. he's for sure out. That's kind of been the question: is figuring out if Bevel or uh, Evers, one of the others. I guess they're all taking snaps. This OU week. is. I'll, OU is going to lose by fifty points if Davis Bevel. Oh, Correct. My goodness. He's you bad. Guys are ridiculous. No, he's horrible. He, I didn't. Did you I, watch I had, Bevel? I had walked into um, McLean Stadium to conquest another piece of land. Um, so, no, I did not see Davis Bevel go He's to the bad. game. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at his stats right now. He had a QBR of 4.1. Is that good? That's, you wanted his lowest sounds possible correct. Like golf, sounds right? like the correct wanted, QBR. <laughs> he went 7 of 16, though. And same, I think, which is what Dylan Gabriel went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 7 of yeah. 16. But he, yeah. for what, 50 yards or something like that? Yeah, fifty yards. I I will say that hit on on Gabriel was dirty, pretty pretty dirty. I, so bad. I, not okay. I'm not gonna defend the TCU kid because it was a dirty hit, and it not even really in this instance, but it is hard sometimes to defend defenders. This they slide so late sometimes. Yeah, like he hit him right in the head, so he could have pulled off or hit him in the body and gotten the fifteen yarder. So it was dirty to go at the head, but they do kind of slide late sometimes. And then you even see guys like Pickett last year with the fake slide. It can be tough as, as the defensive player. Not and it can be a dirty, it can be a dirty hit and not be intentional. Like right. the guy might, right. like he's going for, a, it's a physical football game. It happens yeah. like yeah. part yeah. of the game. Um, but yeah, OU needs, needs Gabriel because OU's game plan. Once Gabriel came out was clearly just run the ball, give the ball to Javante Barnes, try RPOs with Davis Bevel, which made no sense at all. Um, if you're yeah, going to do that, eleven if, rushing yards. Yeah, and he was legitimately running. It was like not just sacks; like he they run an RPO and he'd lose like four yards. Yeah. Um, but OU, I mean, if OU, if Gabriel's out against Texas, um, they, they they're going to have to run the ball. You might as well put in. I don't know, Evers. Is or even... Evers a better runner than Bevel? I don't know. We've never Bevel. seen Evers him. Is a, Evers is a runner. He's but, fast. yeah. So, I would I would try and get him involved. Yeah, I mean, I think you have Remember to. when Texas almost beat you guys or did beat you guys with Gerard Hurd playing quarterback? Yeah. Like, he's not a good quarterback. He was just fast. OU's going to have to run the ball. If, if, Gabriel, if Gabriel's out, they're going to have to run the ball like 50, 60 times. Just keep the ball out of Texas' hands. God keep OU's damn. defense off the field as much as possible. Imagine what Xavier Worthy could do to those DBs. Although I, he's he's licking his chops. As good as he is, I think TCU's wide receivers might be a worse matchup for OU's there, small. Uh, TCU has has two um, projected uh, draft picks at receiver. Those two big guys, uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but they're 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 really good at receiver. Very underrated. Also, Brett McMurphy, recurring guest. He kind of nail on the head with TCU so far. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's looking, he's he's looking like he might have been doing this for a living for a, a while. So. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Dykes is such a nerd, though. Yeah. Was he heckling little kids again? No, I don't think he heckled any little kids between. So, Parker, as an SMU fan, what is an SMU fan relationship with Sonny Dykes right now? They fucking hate him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I would say it's like OU's feelings towards USC, except he left for the cross-town rival. Right. I read somewhere he's the first – it's the first in like the modern era of college football, like post World War II, the only known coach to go directly from one school to their main in-state rival. Like it's never happened before. So SMU fans do not like him at all. Yeah, like they hate. Him. Um, we'll we'll talk about it more. You were talking about Worthy maybe being a problem for OU. Um, TCU's receivers are a little on the bigger side. Uh, not a receiver. He's kind of like a hybrid for Texas, I guess. Uh, Jatavion Sanders this week could be a uh, a problem for yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, he, he's gonna have to. It'll be a my, fun one. My one, and there is no like I don't have many positive feelings at all coming out of the game on Saturday. Like my one, I guess thought that makes me feel that oh you could respond is that so many of those like yards that OU gave up were just on total blown coverages just absolutely like it seems like that's something you should be able to fix yeah hopefully yeah I thought the same thing after the K-State game though so are you guys so are you guys pressing the panic button for this season yeah yeah not not sure for this season not on Um, BV no well another Uh, thing is our ceiling is Dylan Gabriel and so you kind of but but I agree. But but the other side of it is the defense looks horrible. Right, that's also true. But like you just said, just being optimistic. Hopefully, that's things you fix, and just over time, you understand these complex coverages. Which I was seeing on Twitter that they're really not even that complex. It's just total. Now, if we Clint, would you agree with me on this? If we see, you know. <laughs> Like if OU doesn't drastically turn this around, like if OU ends up going like six and six, or five and seven, or something like that, if they then, go five and seven, you have to fire more Venables. I'm sorry, like he can't. If OU goes five and seven, then the the panic button will for sure. Down. The other side of it is if you look at any other big time coach this first year, they weren't world beaters. How mm-hmm. they lost losing in a row, but they weren't five and seven. I think Bama was like six and six or something like that and played, lost to losing in a row. I think Clemson might have not made a bowl. So it's not like. Would you would you guys fire him if you were Joe Costiglione and he went five? I no. wouldn't. No way. I mean, no. Zero chance. This, this, you this can't is a fire a coach for after one season. But a, BV well, is different than some random coach to bring in. It's like, I think they trust his overall. Because that's another thing as fans is I trust Brent Venables with OU football. And, I, and there's no way this could be a freezing cold take. Mm-hmm. There's no way they go five and seven. So, that, I mean, that's not a freezing cold take. Like, I, if OU went five and seven, that means they win what? Two more games? No yeah. chance. One of those would for if, sure be Bedlam in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was, I was talking to someone on Sunday, an OSU guy, and I was like, I was like, we're going to, I was like, watch, OU's going to end up going like, it's going to be like, Six and five heading into Bedlam. OSU is going to be ten and one. It's going to piss me off. OSU is going to be like the most. I don't know. I'm just frantic as a fan right now. So, so panic button on the season. What the odd part is, you could still make the Big Twelve title game if we won out. Probably. 
you're going to need some help, but uh, you guys winning out helps your own case. And I'm sure there'll be, I think winning out, I don't even know if you would, I don't know if you need help if you went out because you'd beat OSU. No, everybody would eventually have beaten each other in that scenario more than likely. Because you would have get, you'd be getting wins over probably your three biggest competitors for those spots. Although K State, I think, is it might be a legit Big 12 title contender. Yeah. Um, Let's talk, uh, let's talk pokes since you were down there. I'm sure we'll talk more of you once we get to our picks. Yeah, I was down there in Waco, man. Um, Beautiful city. I uh, was 0 and 1 in that building. Also, had been kicked out of that building for running the Baylor line my freshman year of college. Oh, I, I did that too. I got the exact same thing. I ran the Baylor line my freshman year, and we did not get booted out. Stop and I well, were just like escorted up to the stands. They took off, I took off my Baylor line jersey to reveal my Barry Me too. Jersey That's exactly like, hey, what I did. They're like, Where's your student ID? And I was like, That's exactly stop, what I did. Stop my dorm. Um, I just walked back in the stadium, but then they kicked us out of the, I had a student section ticket and they kicked us out of the student section and onto the berm or whatever, the grass area, which you can't leave that area. That is, uh, anyways, they were supposed to be doing a yellow out Saturday. I don't know if you saw any of the game. It was a pretty yeah. bad yellow out. Um, it was good game wise. I, I know the final score. It was only 11 points. I actually do feel like Oklahoma State kicked their ass. I, I saw what I saw, like, and people would be like, well, OSU had a kick return at the beginning of the second half, and that was kind of fluky. Yeah, kick returns are fluky, but the, the, they, in my mind, they, they beat them pretty good. It was a really clean game, honestly, until the end. Um, Shapin was kind of carving at halftime when I looked at his stats. I was like, oh, wait, um, he's, he's kind of taking it to us. But 16-3 to three at half. They scored 22 in the third. I think one touchdown on a short field after a bad Spencer, a vintage Spencer Sanders interception. Hmm. And then um, they went forward on fourth and nine from their own like 16 and or not 16, but like 19 yard line. And they scored. It's like basically from my point of view, the only bad I saw from OSU was the defense gave up two bombs. And then that that short field touchdown. But other than that, they were pretty damn solid, I thought. Like, our line was able to get a push on their D-line. Our D-line was able to get a push on uh, what I was told was the best offensive line unit in the in the conference, and it still might be. But I was pretty damn impressed. I think this is a huge, huge prove-it game for Sanders because Baylor's had his number, it yeah, seems, over the years. I mean, they are legit. I mean, Baylor's a legit defense. Um, and like you said, I, they arguably have the best – Offensive line in the Big 12, probably the second best defensive line in the Big 12. So, I mean, this is a that was a nice win on the road. Um, I'll knock on wood for your sake, but I mean, OSU seems like the clear at this point. It is, you know, just early October, the team to beat at this point in the Big 12. Yeah. And it could change. I mean, it could change by Saturday. Shit, tech yeah. comes into town. You never know. But yeah, Spencer, in my mind, play the game. I don't know if you guys got to watch much of the game. Um, Ollie Gordon, true freshman running back, he was getting a lot of run in the fourth quarter or third quarter, I can't remember what it was. But he, he put one on the turf. They probably left him in a play or two too long, and he put one on the turf. And Spencer was the first guy to dive on a head first, like went into it with a, a Baylor linebacker. So him knowing that, hey, maybe this freshman's at his at his end here, this run, like we he might put one on the deck. And sure enough, he did, and Spencer was there to recover it, and we ended up getting a field goal out of it. Aranda like 
some of him and I guess Coach McGuire at Tech does it too. But like these fourth downs backed up in your own territory, like I'm not joking, guys. It was fourth. It was fourth and twelve from his own like nineteen, fifteen yard line somewhere there, and he fucking went for it. Like he just does not care. Now I, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Does that mean he just doesn't trust his defense? He's like, well, if OSU's gonna score, they're gonna score quick now. If we don't get if we don't get this, like I, I couldn't figure it out, but I was just like, oh my god, this guy's doing it again. He did it three times. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um what are your what are your thoughts on the, the OSU run game? Does is that I mean I, I'm looking at the the breakdown just um, is there a chance that Gordon ends up just carving out more, more yeah, uh, carries? And, yeah, and I don't necessarily I, – I was going to say I don't think it will eat into Dom's totals, but it will because they need Spencer to run the ball. I was telling my, my buddies, I was like, I think if we're going to win Saturday, we need Spencer 15 carries, probably throw it 35 times. Threw it 29, ran it 14. Um you you just have to use him, Spencer, as a runner. I can see Gordon getting more involved, though, and him and Richardson getting closer to an even split. But that, that wouldn't be till way the end of the year, and Gordon would have to keep running the way he's ran so far. But the run game, our line looked fine, in my opinion, too. We kind of held um, Ika uh, for Baylor at bay. I don't even know. He kind of he got banged up, but he only had four tackles um, the other day. So I, I just didn't – like, I was in – I think Baylor's good, and, like, I – but then I saw like Tom Fernelli from whatever website he's from. He said if Baylor and OSU played next Saturday at a neutral site, Baylor would win. I'm like, he how does that, that make any sense? Game? Yes, he said that today. I'm like, how's that make any sense? We just that beat them in fucking in, Waco. Yeah. Like, what do you like? What in what world does that check out? Um, but I am correct so far. I think on Spencer Sanders being the team leader in rushing, I uh, would need to check the full page but he's he's had the most rushing yards a couple games in a row now so he's uh i'll tell you rushing stats i'm not looking at osu's total but he's he's already run yeah 41 times 185 yards in the season yeah spencer sanders is many things and sometimes a lot of good sometimes a lot of bad he's he's a fucking winner though um what i think where would you before the where would you put him in the hierarchy at this point of OSU quarterbacks all the time? Oh, I think that like in, here's what's interesting about that question is he's I think six wins away from being the all-time school leader in wins, and he could even have another year to play if he wanted to. The numbers aren't as kind to him as they even are like Mike Gundy. Like Gundy's statistically way better quarterback than Spencer Sanders. But you you wouldn't be able to deny Spencer's rank or place on the rankings if he somehow made the college football playoff or something right. like that. Like if he wins a big 12 title, he's automatically just in fans minds, um, regardless of numbers, it would put him top five for sure. I agree. Yeah. If he may, if you went, they win a big 12 title, get to a college football playoff. I mean, it puts him in one of one type. Yeah. Like that. And I think like Whedon is incredible and the stats back that up, but also just the fact that he won to that point, the biggest game in school history like that. Um, and kind of put them the team and program on a national stage. He'll always be number one for a lot of fans for that reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt. Weeden's a better quarterback than Sanders, but I get, but I I agree with you. If he wins a Big Twelve title, I'll get to the playoff. It puts like him legacy. That yeah, legacy top. means something. Like how yeah. much you won, and he yeah. and at that point he will have won a lot. Like 
you nobody can deny that. I know his numbers are are shaky, but the guy wins. What are your what I guess what's your I mean it's been ma- mainly positive for OSU to this point. What are your concerns? Like what could trip up OSU? <sighs> or what what if they lose a couple, what would be the reasoning? Um God, I want to sit here and tell you guys I think Spencer is just like over the dumb interception phase, but I don't know if that's true because he threw a really bad one Saturday and he bounced back really well from it. But and so far he's been really sharp this year. But there are moments where I'm just like, holy shit, how did you throw that ball? Um, if OSU starts just to trip up though, in my opinion, it would be like injuries on the offensive line. Um or our secondary kind of gets starts getting picked on a little bit. They've the linebacker play and coverage has been kind of spotty. That's how actually how Baylor scored three of their touchdowns was like crossing like long crossing routes over the middle. So it, I'd say probably the secondary because it is so young and inexperienced, but they're they're getting better each week, I guess. I feel like good. this could be a good year to have your weakness in the Big Twelve be the secondary. Yeah, because um, quarterback play is not as strong. Like thus far, Max Duggan looks good, but I want to see that. I want to see more of him before I'm putting him in a. Yeah, I'm not. Cr- I'm not crowning. Yeah, I'm not crowning him any sort of champion. Right, we've seen three years of Max Duggan. I'm not going to let one game <laughs> change but my. The other thing never. too is the Big Twelve. It feels like anybody can beat anybody this year, and that's the first time we've been able to say that in a long time. Even West Virginia, as shitty as they have looked at times. They could they could still beat somebody because they they're going to win good, a couple games. They're going to yeah, win. They, a couple have, they have decent quarterback play. JT Daniels is not a scrub, um, so anybody can beat anybody. So and there are games I'd look at on the schedule and I'd be shocked if OSU lost, but at the same time, not really. Hey, you know, you know anyone can beat anyone when, when Kansas is uh, is four zero. So do we want to let's go ahead and talk about KU yeah. Iowa State that is uh I saw the highlights and then looked at the box score but yeah I went and watched like the second half on YouTube and I think it that shows how good of a coach Leipold is the fact that you know the first three weeks they'd been or first four weeks sorry they're five and oh first four weeks they won by lighting up the scoreboard and then Iowa State slowed it down Iowa State really shut down Jalen Daniels had holding him to 102 yards um, and KU still found a way to win. Like, sure, Iowa State field goal kicker did shit the bed. Um, he several was so times. bad. Campbell but, should have gone for the last one, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Kansas five and zero. Um, I don't know how much magic they got left, but I mean, at this point, you got to assume they're gonna hit bare minimum get to bowl eligibility, and they're now top twenty five, number eighteen in the country. They got TCU coming to town, game day in town. I mean. It's a really cool story, um, no matter how it the rest of the season goes. 100 percent And I hope KU fans are enjoying Leipold because now that the Wisconsin job is open, there's Just another even job more competition to retain him. Yeah, he and I don't think they have the resources Wisconsin and Nebraska do. Anyway, I like is Daniels. I mean, he's really good, don't get me wrong, but KU had like 200 yards of offense, right? Yeah, I mean, Daniels only had. 102 yards total. Uh, let's look at the box. He didn't even have 100 yards passing, guys. He had 93 yards passing. Like, that's not – with a QBR of 43. He was bad. Yeah, KU 213 yards. Iowa State 313 yards. Man, Iowa State struggled to run the ball. That's mm. – I think Decker's I a think... solid quarterback, but there, man, this is a – this 
Iowa State team does not have the weapons outside of Xavier Hutchinson um, that they've had the last couple of years. The worst part is I don't think KU has some menacing defensive line, so no. to not be able to move the ball against those guys is um, pretty disheartening. Is Iowa State offense? They're in that Iowa t- uh, Iowa Iowa category, I think. Uh, it's nasty because they beat Iowa <laughs> and like yeah. split a touchdown against them. But um, my buddy Drake pointed this out to me, Kansas fan. That that's what it says about Leipold, and it's this is a good point. Is that KU normally, if the offense wasn't clicking like this in years previous, it's like a forty point loss. Yeah. As now they were able to grind it out and get a, a really good football win. So, I, hey, how many I, times do you Saturday how many times weekend. do you think the Kansas uh, students will rush the field this season? Them and Texas Tech are going head to head to see who can who can rush the field the most. TCU just got a good find too, so yeah, uh, they're entering the race. Maybe they'll just start doing like Clemson does after every win they storm the field. <laughs> Tradition, so goofy, Very. so goofy. Um, Saturday will be a big test though. I, I think we'll know everything. I mean, like, KU can still beat anybody, and like I said, but Saturday we'll know if they're, like, a legitimate good team. If Kansas wins Saturday, it's legitimately time to put them in, like, like they could win the Big 12. They could make the Big 12 championship. 100%. They, but we'll see. Uh, once we get to our picks, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. But um, K-State also – um, kind of back on a roll after that that tough loss to Tulane a few weeks ago. Uh, Adrian Martinez, after a slow start to the season, is uh, man, he's uh, getting going, especially on the ground. 171 rush yards against Tech. Um, good win for for K State to get to two and zero in conference play. Um, Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, Donovan Smith, big play guy. Um, their offense, I don't think, was the issue, but Donovan Smith's interceptions are gonna. No I mean, that's a weekly thing, like. They might put up a ton of yards, but he's turning it. It seems to be throwing at least two interceptions every week, which is bad. But Donovan Smith um, didn't start playing quarterback until his senior year of high school. And he, I realistically, I saw a tweet. I think he started like ten games basically, um, as as the quarterback, something along those lines, like a very small amount of games at, at quarterback in college. And Gundy always says he likes to judge a guy after about 17 of those. I'm not saying Tech has the bandwidth to withstand two interceptions a game from this kid, but he does show flashes. Yeah, no, he's he's really talented through for 359 yards. Um, I mean, he's and he's huge. Ball, he's like big. six five. Yeah, he's young, isn't he? Was a he's a what right sophomore, redshirt freshman, or redshirt? Yeah, sophomore? he started that bowl game last year. Um, so I, I don't know if he maintains if he's played four games or not last year, but yeah. I mean, Tech's a solid team. I mean, I will say I was a little – I was happy to see Tech go down after that bullshit from McGuire the week before in the locker room saying that the that college football – like, conference on through Lubbock. Run through Lubbock. Like, shut yeah, the fuck up, Get the up, fuck man. out of here. I, Texas Tech fans do the yearly thing where they say OSU stole all their traditions. My only response to those people is – you guys suck at every single sport ever. You have one national championship. See, OU does this to OSU, like about football, but we can do it to Tech about all sports because they stink at all of them. That's impressive. Only one team national title in all sports. Well, there, there's a school <laughs> in our there's a school in our conference with zero. Any West guesses? Virginia? No. Nope. Kansas State. It's Kansas State. Kansas State has zero team national championships. They I think West Virginia's school. national titles are like rifle shooting or something like that. But they're at least acknowledged and counted. Yeah. Yeah, but 
Um, Martinez looks really good, though. He looks like Vince Young. If Vince Young couldn't throw the ball, but yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so he's like Tim Tebow. Yeah. Um, last Big 12 game, and then I want to get a little – I'm going to have to get my pin out because I haven't really worked on this. I want to get bo- everyone – I want to get our uh, our Big 12 power rankings because, man, um, but, but Texas – I wouldn't say an impress, not really an impressive win against an okay West Virginia team, but you know any win that you can get in, the, in conference play while Hudson Card still um, quarterbacking is a is a, is a positive for the Longhorns. So while they didn't go out and dominate, um, still a good win. Worthy and Robinson both have big games, which you like to see. Um, I mean, with with viewers there, um, they're gonna that offense is is scary. Um, so yeah, visual power rankings. Sorry, Dude, I'm typing my out now as as we speak. Me too. <laughs> um. So I'll just go ahead and start. OSU. Oh, I've got mine here. Yeah, OSU one. I would have TCU at two. Kansas at three. Kansas State at four. Baylor at five. Although I think Baylor is. Will end end higher in that at the end of the season. I think Baylor's a good football team. Texas Tech six, Texas seven. Once again, I think Texas their ceiling is really high, and I think they're a legit Big Twelve title contender. But Tech beat them head to head. I've got Iowa State at eight, OU nine, oh, and West Virginia ten. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I just. After I could, Saturday, been, that seems correct. Yeah, I mean, I you when you get boat raced by anyone, I mean, on, guys, yeah, no one else in the Big Twelve has gotten boat raced like that. This we got we had cheer you guys up. It could have been worse too. Don't forget that part. Oh, I know. Yeah, it could the score could have been a lot worse. Um, but you guys got scoreboard shut off on you, running clock. Yeah, that was. Um, uh, I would say the Oklahoma State Cowboys are number one at the current moment. Texas Christian, K State. Texas, Kansas. Now I know people are like, oh, Texas is lost. I I just I think Texas would smash Kansas. Now that they'll actually have to take them seriously, and I know you're like, oh, well, why don't they take every game seriously? If I had to guess, I know how the Texas locker room is going to act last year and the last time they played Kansas and lost. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like everybody's given up late yeah. in the year. Why the hell do we have to go play this game? That's sort of deal. People quit. Like that's that's the unfortunate reality. Yeah. Like these guys quit, um, especially when there's nothing to play for. Um, Kansas five, Baylor Bears six, Tech seven. I actually have OU above Iowa State. Iowa State's incompetence on on offense is is something to behold. And then uh, West Virginia. I OU's not going to lose to Iowa State, guys. I can tell you that with confidence. Uh, if they lose. To Iowa I State, agree, but if you get if you go 27 points in the first quarter, that's, TCU, bad. that's bad. Like that's bad. That's bad. They, they're putting always being put in timeout by me right now. It's, <laughs> it's just uh, hey, you guys get to sit inside and watch all the cool kids have fun. Yeah, like they do not deserve any sort of respect. Or it was funny listening to Teddy Lehman and uh, Gabe Eichard have the Oklahoma Breakdown con- or podcast, which is a good podcast, um, really good podcast. But Teddy Lehman, man, that guy. Is such a drinks the BV Kool Aid so much that he's like trying to take positives out of the <laughs> out of the game he's on a Saturday. Suit. He, works, he I mean, he technically 
He kind of like like Dean Blevins sounded like he was crying today on the Sports Animal when he first came on. Yeah, it's insane. Carrie Murdoch had some sus. Carrie Murdoch. I have a couple sooner media people on my might be sooner Homer clown list. Carrie Murdoch normally is actually fairly unbiased for a guy who runs a blog that big about OU. He's been a little whiny and a little little OU homerish lately. Him and then Mark Rogers, I guess, on the Sports Animal yesterday said Marvin Mims was the best receiver in the country. Marvin Mims is a good receiver. Ohio State's got three guys better than Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims TCU is not had the best two. Yeah, like, TCU had one or two that were better than Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims might be top fifteen at this point, like just because of the situation. He's really good, but yeah, he is really not. good, but like he ain't the best receiver in the country. Like Mark yeah. Rogers, what are you smoking, dude? Yeah. But yeah, other than I, that, I love Mims, but I agree with you. I mean, I I just ah the OU stuff is just so weird, man. Like I I had them minus six and a half, and I was telling you guys about this before. Me and our me and a buddy, I'm not gonna name him because he is probably embarrassed. OU gets down. We're like, this is the perfect situation to double down on OU. Like these guys always win games like this, like sooner magic bullshit. Well, we doubled down. I was smart enough to see it with my eyes. And I'm not saying he wasn't watching the game, but I saw it and I'm like, okay, I'm staying away now. Like these guys are dead dog losers today. Like they they don't have it. He couldn't get that through his mind, so he then tripled and and quadrupled and eventually quintupled down on Oklahoma. <laughs> it's a dangerous game. Just thinking eventually it was gonna it was gonna right the wrongs, but it it did not. No, I I did I put one. I was on the screeners before the game, which is a mistake. I, I shouldn't. You should never bet on your own team, but I still did it. Um, and then I did one. I sprinkled some more when I was down like seventeen three, um, but was smart enough. I could tell. I was like, man, this this just does not look like it's going to flip and i avoided temptation of uh of, of sprinkling more so yeah let's um quickly just a couple other games before we get into our week six picks um bama uh, rolls arkansas after arkansas did make it a game in the third quarter but big uh fourth quarter for bama they rolled arkansas 49 26 georgia after such a hot, hot start of the season that offense is slowing down they struggled against uh akron or last week a little bit, and then Missouri, you know, Arkansas or Georgia, sorry, had to come from behind to win 26-22. Clemson um, with a nice win over NC State, 30-20. to Ole Miss over Kentucky, 22-19 in a top 25 matchup. Uh, Michigan over Iowa, 27-14. to uh, Utah over Rolls, Oregon State, 42-16. In my opinion, Utah looks like the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, Aggies followed the Mississippi State 42-24, and Wake Forest ends FSU's undefeated season and wins 31-21. Any thoughts on any of those games? Um, Florida State is still not that bad, I don't think. That I think we'll find out a pretty, lot this week against NC yeah, State. How they bounce back after a loss, tough conditions on the road, and how NC State also bounces back after a loss. Clemson, for the most part, kind of handled them. DJ yeah. DJ looks really good, by the way. Yeah, I think Clemson's back in, back in on DJ. They're 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 the fourth best team in America, maybe third. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. Um, one last thing before we get into our picks, uh, significant news out of the Big Ten with Wisconsin canning uh, Paul Chris and paying him a big buyout. I think it was like nineteen million dollars, but it was cut down to eleven million so he could get the money immediately, which seemed like a dumb decision to me on his part. Take the freaking 19 million bucks. Who cares how long it takes you to pay him? Um, yeah. Seems kind of 
crazy to me. I mean, he's 67 and 26 as a head coach at Wisconsin. Three New Year's Six appearances with two New Year's Six wins. Four 10-win seasons. I mean, they were, you know, the best program in the Big Ten West for the last six or seven years with him at the helm. Things had kind of started, you know, clearly going backwards in the last two seasons, but it seems um, it seems like an, an overreaction to me. Yeah, it probably is. Has he, like, not done the whole drastic change offensive scheme no. and bring in – he probably should have tried the, that first um, or the school should have tried that first. I wonder if Leipold's resume is enough for a school like Wisconsin right now. It's been incredible what he's done at Kansas and other programs he's been at, but I wonder if um, that small sample size at a Power 5 school is enough for them to bring him in. Yeah, I mean, you got to think I, – I do think Jim Leonard, who's got the interim tag, is going to have the opportunity to win, the win job. that job potentially because he's he's a hot name already, a young defensive coordinator. I mean, his defense has been legit, although – Wisconsin might want to go, you know, in more. I was about to say, if I'm a Wisconsin guy, I'd, I'd probably want offense, like an offensive-minded coach. Go against the grain in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten West. But. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's get into some picks here. Um, let's start with uh, Tennessee LSU. Um, I like uh, I like LSU outright at home. Oh, um, I'll take Hendon Hooker and the and the balls. I think eventually just, you know. That, the wheels come off? You guys I don't know Josh if the wheels Heupel come off. I just think, you guys want Josh Heupel to fail. I don't think Tennessee is going to – I just I think they're good. I think that defense has some real issues. Death Valley, obviously, a tough place to play. It just tell, seems like a game that, that LSU tell could. An, tell an OU fan in, like, 2011 that Brent, Ven- Brent Venables would be a shitty head coach and Josh Heupel would be a really good one. Or, like, 2014. Oh, let's, let's – uh, like, easy. easy there, big guy. Easy there. What, easy with what? <laughs> He's three and two as a head coach with or four and two with wins over Kent State and Hey, uh, hey it's season UTEP. one. Like I said, <laughs> I'm just saving lost losing him in a row year one. I'm not saying he's saving statement but... lost. All right. Yeah, you kind of uh, are. <laughs> um uh you or BYU plus three and a half on the road. At, so are you do you have any what do you think? Are you gonna have any action? Or are you just saying Tennessee to win? Tennessee to win. I'm too scared about that. Only because Death Valley at night. Interesting matchup. BYU at Notre Dame. uh, BYU plus three and a half. This line smells. Why is it that? I know. I feel like I like BYU. I like BYU too. But why are they they the underdog? That almost makes me want to reverse my train of thought and take Notre Dame. Just be like, I don't know why they're the favorite, but there must be a reason. I'm going to take BYU bet. If you're wondering why it's that, that's what you should be betting. Yeah, so I should bet Notre Dame minus three and a half. I like I'm gonna take BYU to win outright, and I'll probably sprinkle some money on BYU plus three and a half. Okay. You know what? I'll take Notre Dame minus three and a half just because it makes no freaking sense. <laughs> it smells. All right, let's get into the big 12 games. Kansas State minus two on the road. So home dog, Iowa State. Um, who do you like here? I like the uh, Wildcats. I do too. I, Matt Campbell's I, I, really bad in these spots. I saw the stat for it last week. Uh, the Bear from College Game Day tweeted it out. He is terrible. 
Um, keep talking. I'll see if I can find the the stat. But he is bad. He's lost his in these that spots. guy's. He's lost his luster. He should have. Yeah, he has. He should have taken the. Yep, yep, yep. He's uh he's blown it. Um, let me let me find the this this stat is nasty though. It makes you not want to ever bet Iowa State in a close game again. Do they not win? They just don't win. They lose a lot. Of under games, Matt, under Matt Campbell, Iowa State has been involved in 18 games in which the spread was within minus three and a half or plus three and a half. Iowa State is five and 13 in those 18 games. In that span since 2016, Ooh. only three coaches have a worse winning percentage in close spread games, minimum 10 games. Cliff Kingsbury went one and nine. Rick Stock still five and 14. Tom Allen, three and eight. Oof. He's bad. Yeah, he, and it, it actually add one more loss, five and fourteen. So he is bad when um, the spreads are this tight. So I'm going to go K State minus two. I think so too. I like K-State also that is way better. I'll probably I'll probably take K State too. Yeah, they're way better, and clearly they figured it out with Adrian Martinez. What you know, what their offense is going to look like. So um, I'm with you there. What's, what's this one called? Farmageddon. Farmageddon. Isn't the, yeah, and that the name of the bowl game. <laughs> I bet it's gray outside in Ames on Saturday. Oh, it's going to be no gross. Time. Like that's as close like, to Big Ten football as you can get without it being Big Ten football. Yeah, we're we're trying to mimic it. Yeah. All right. Uh, keep it in the state of Kansas. TCU heading to Lawrence to face undefeated and ranked eighteen or nineteenth ranked Kansas, um, ranked for the first time since two thousand seven, I think, or no, two thousand nine. Nine. Like nine. Um, yeah. TCU seven point favorite at Kansas game day in the house. Is there any chance Kansas keeps it going? Of course, there's a chance. Um, I really like the uh, – I can never remember his first name. Gillespie, the D coordinator at TCU. Like, he's really good. Um, he is good. Sonny Dykes, whether you like him or not, he's also pretty good. I I really wish the number was six. I should have gotten it at six and a half because now I'm just hoping enough bets are thrown on Kansas to move it back the other way. Because seven's just I need the I can I see the, the public loving there. Kansas, you know, just to yeah. So can Kansas. I? Just like a good story, just a, a bunch of people just betting Kansas to bet Kansas. I do think TCU wins the game, though. I'm I'm with you there. I think TCU wins this game. Um, Kansas really well coached team, but I just don't know if they've got the dudes to to keep up with TCU. I'm not going to bet on it. I don't want to bet against Kansas. Um, so yeah, I might even throw Kansas like into some crazy parlay. Just yeah, Kansas doesn't deserve this though. KU fans don't deserve it. You don't get basketball and football. It's not how this right. works. You can be average at both, like some schools. Um, you can't be really good at both. So yeah. All right. Um, Texas Tech plus nine and a half heading to Stillwater. I'll, I'll go here um, and let you wrap up on that game. Um, I like OSU to win and to cover. You guys own Texas Tech. Don't like, hey, I hope that's, that's my that's I hope my one reason. Me, I hope they can hear me. I think you guys are. Would. I think at home, I think that's a little too small. Under a touchdown and field goal, I like OSU to win by two touchdowns plus. So I do actually – I like – I'm not going to ever say I love a spread or love OSU to kick somebody's ass, but I do really like the number. Um, I'll probably bet on OSU to cover the 10. I could see Tech turning this into a dogfight early and then being one of those deals where OSU kind of pulls away in the third quarter, but we'll see. What's like – when was the last time they won Stillwater? Actually, when I was in school, um, Taylor Cornelius' year, so 2019, it was um, that was that one felt like rock bottom. Let me see if I can find the stat line. But Donovan Smith, I know last year's OSU defense was a little different. He they averaged like a yard a pass last year against OSU. 
Um, but there's there's a group of little kids we would always make the joke that have only n- ever known OSU dominating Texas Tech because they had beaten Tech like eight or nine years in a row at one point before this win. Yeah, I'm so. trying. To, I'm looking at when I'm looking at Winsipedia right now. They beat us in 2019 um, in Lubbock, so it would have been 2018 then, I guess. Uh, yeah, they. You guys have won. OSU has won. Um, 12, 10 out of the last 12 games against Tech, and somehow yeah. Tech, you guys are tied in the series. Yeah, they kind of owned us for a little bit, and then it went back and forth a little, um, like Crabtree, Zach Robinson era, but. Um, both of the times they've beaten us in the past, or the there are two wins out of those 12 or whatever it was, have been like um big time performances from their quarterback. Alan Bowman, who doesn't even go there anymore, he's the third string at Michigan, carved us, and then Jet Duffy the next Alan year. Bowman goes to Michigan, the guy's yeah, the third string, line. yes. <laughs> wow. And he's not, he was like never even considered for the starting job. It was weird. Like, I was like, why didn't he go play somewhere he could maybe play? But then, um, the Jet Duffy looked like um, Dan Marino against us in Lubbock the next year. So we lost that one, <laughs> but I, I do like the pokes though. That was a long winded answer. All right. Last one here. Red river showdown, uh, two unranked teams. I think I saw it's like the fourth or first time since that. 98. Yeah. Oh, then that's, Oh, you yeah. went in. Oh, you probably won a 98. So Sooners plus seven. Um, really. I'll let you, you start. Yeah. Here. Let me hear so the largest spread in this game ever recorded is 21 by my calculations from the research I did. And that was 96. OU is a 20 point, one point dog. They won outright. I don't know how bad that OU team must've been. You would like talking to OU fans and listening to OU fans and reading OU fans and then watching what you watch Saturday. You think this point spread would be 21, right? The more it goes, if it keeps going up, the more it makes me want to take OU. That number is just like, if it got to like 10 or 10 and a half, I think I might take OU. Because Texas has been really good against the spread in this game in the past decade. They haven't won a lot. And records, in my opinion, do go out the window in games like this. So, what sure. You... I'll take OU plus the set, plus whatever the line ends up being Friday night. But do you like Texas to win, though? Yeah, yeah, Quinn Ewers playing, yeah. And what even Hudson Card playing, I think, yeah. What do you think the spread looks like if Gabriel ends up playing? Like, what do you think it gets down to? I think that might be why it's, like, staying where it is. Because, like, if, if Bevel plays, like, that's – Bevel is not going to carry you guys to plus seven. Even Evers mm-hmm. as a true freshman, his first game being in the Cotton Bowl, that seems pretty advantageous to make that line that low. So, I think if DG does suit up and – there, I mean, Vegas always knows. Those, right, like they're gonna know Friday night if he's played or not. But, um, I think it'll probably sit around where it where it is. Maybe get down to six and a half or or six. I, I don't know. My the reason I say that is because and this is uh, Brett McMurphy on Sunday morning got a Texas plus three and a half against OU, <laughs> which wow. is might be one of the most incredible bets of all time. That's... Even if it doesn't, even if it if, if OU covered that, it would still be looking back like wow, like. How did you find that value? He also is making a, a allegedly like a rare two unit play on TCU Saturday, so he is not a believer in the in the Jayhawks. But I oh you man, I just is Gabriel like that big of a difference though? 
I mean, he yeah. is compared to yes. compared to yes. Be- compared he to is. Bevel. Compared to Bevel. Yes, but. he is. He's a huge anyone. Player, which is not, and that's, I'm not saying, and I'm not even that impressed by Gabriel. That just shows how weak OU's quarterback depth is. Um, which we did talk about in, in the season preview, though. You was, yeah, behind Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, is no. the depth an issue? And like yeah, so far, it yeah, is. it's it's been a pretty big issue. And um, I think that's the case for most teams in the conference, though, right? Except for maybe TCU. Um, yeah, because Chandler, I guess Chandler's still a little banked up, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, we'll get your thoughts here in a second, but it's just tough to like say one team's gonna blow another team out in this game ever, no matter what yeah. the spread is, no matter what the records are. You can't, and BB knows what this game means, like mm-hmm. even, the guys in the locker room know what this game means, like. So I'll take uh, I think Texas wins, but I'll take OU to cover whatever that line ends up being before kickoff. They'll I think they'll cover that. I think, I mean, a lot of it's. I'm going to look at this with the assumption Gabriel's not going to play. And if he does, if Gabriel plays, I think OU's going to have a, a a puncher shot. I mean, I think it'll be a, a good game if he plays. If OU trots out Davis Bevel, I mean, I'm not betting on Texas minus seven, but if, if Bevel's starting quarterback for OU on Saturday, I would love. If I was as a, if I wasn't an OU fan, I would hammer Texas minus seven. Yeah. Um, Same. Yes, you don't want I, a happiness hedge? I either win get, money or I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna I just can't do that. Um yeah. I I would love to think otherwise, but I mean OU's only shot is going to be to control the ground game, keep their defense off the field, control the clock, like what Texas did in 2013 or whatever. Um when they were a huge dog against OU. Um and I just don't see them that working effectively with with Bevel, I mean, if they know you're going to run it, you need a, a quarterback that can can keep the ball and run that RPO. And Bevel clearly can't do that. So if Bevel trots out there, I mean, I like Texas. And I like Texas big. Um, so I'll, I don't I'll, think, I'll take I don't Texas think you mean that. I don't think you mean that. That's... I honestly agree. From what I saw on yeah. Saturday, it's he's a sludge in the pocket. He's not good. He was the third string quarterback. He's, he's got to have, but he he's got to have strengths. Like there's got to be one or two things. He I mean, he's tall, do. so I'm sure he's gotten so, to this point because he's tall and has some talent. I'm sure, but from what I saw Saturday, it's like he moves around I, slow. He doesn't really look downfield. Did you see though? Ben, Venables did say like like it, he goes if 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 you know Gabriel's not available, like we all three quarterbacks are taking yeah. other are taking. First team Rex, Rex as they should, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Booty's not any good though. Like, no, he's just, I, I, he's, he's I would, got a funny. He's got a cool name. So I don't. That's we don't know what. I have no idea what I would. Or we don't know what we'd get out of Nick Evers. But I'd rather you trot out Evers, you know, talented recruit, mm-hmm. run the ball, and just see what happens. Yeah, maybe you find something that you're like, holy yeah, crap, this right. guy's really good. I mean, he could be better than Gabriel for all yeah, Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely what I I would give the lean to Bevel. And I know you guys probably don't like hearing that. I would start him and have Evers on the ready. Like I'm talking yeah. two, three drives. That's what I would. That's what I would expect mm-hmm. ends up happening. Is assuming D- DG can't go, which I think there's a decent chance he will play. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say 50-50, but I think I don't think it's unreasonable to think he plays. Um, Do you think the Tua stuff like kind of goes yeah. into consideration with DG playing? Because there's eh, a lot of eyes on I don't think so. right now, and I think it's probably just. Teams concussion protocol is that's the protocol. It doesn't really have an effect on outstanding situations, I would think. But um, 
who knows? But yeah, even if Gabriel plays, I would pick Texas to win, but I would pick Texas to win in a close one. And Ewers for sure playing or not for sure playing? I think it's pretty. Seems like, yeah. Hudson Card's been pretty good the past couple weeks, so I don't know if it'll matter for UT, but. Ewers is the real deal. (laughs) You guys are worried about the quarterback problem stuff, but I'm not saying Bijan is the same level of elusiveness as Deuce Vaughn, but he's pretty damn close. Yeah, Um, He's He's going to break a lot of tackles. OU's going to have to tackle a little better. That's the thing. Oh, you need to keep that defense off the field because Texas is going to – oh, he's got forced turnovers or something because Texas is going to – I'm worried just every time they have the ball, march the ball up and down the field at will. So do you think OU should play this game like an underdog where they're running trick plays and they're going for more fourth downs, being a little more aggressive, or should they play like, hey, we're University no, of Oklahoma? Because OU doesn't play, play like, that style very I often. think you play like you're the University of Oklahoma and then, yeah. you know – also, if the, OU if Texas brings are, those trick plays too. Exactly, like, just yeah, naturally. Just I, don't, I, don't think OU, I don't think OU needs to go out there and and play like they're um, Kent State trying to beat yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Like that's not you, how this needs to happen. They the, once they walk in that stadium, every player on that field will be ready to roll, and they'll be. I mean, that's the thing. You're going to get OU's best. You're going to get Texas's best, um, and it's going to be. Hopefully, it'll be a fun game. I'll be there. So. I almost canceled my trip, but um. <laughs> mm, surely no empty seats, right? Or are we going to see more? You think we'll see more? Oh, uh, no, it'll be packed. No, there will be, be no empty seats to start, but there could be, it could be empty by halftime. <laughs> yeah. We've seen pictures. Side. I remember one game where I think either OU or Texas was drumming the other one and at halftime. Oh, it was just like a, one color was left. And that was there it. was like four or five years in a row where OU just drilled them by like 30 or 40 points. And it was, there's some good pictures from that era. It's yeah. always, it's always a fun one. So, yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. This should be a fun weekend in the Big 12 and in college football. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Follow us on social media at is it Fifth Year Podcast. Yeah, just Fifth yeah, Year Podcast. Fifth Year Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, subscribe on um, Apple and Spotify. And, you know, if we have any interviews coming up, we'll be putting those on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, let's have a good week six.